0: Yeah, Dr. Gates, boom, Dr. Boom. Nash, Dr. Leilani coming at you, a bunch of good fighters, and our, our the, special guest today. The best today.
1: chiropractic dynamic duo of the century right here. Yeah. Oh, gosh.
0: That's
2: a title I up
0: to. Three le- three-legged stool, man. Always. Always come back around with three legs. Somewhere, yeah. Somewhere...
1: <laughs> I guess you didn't catch our last one, though. That no. would made more
0: sense. <laughs> We're usually dropping some three-legged... Uh, jokes are uh you know so we always just like joke around and say it's uh people get their mind out of the gutter with the three legs you know that third leg get your mind out
1: the gutter oh my god and it just clicked with the line
0: he's <laughs> like oh that's what you mean Anyway, like most pc but you know we like to have fun
1: hey good fighters like to have fun most importantly and today we got some fire for y'all dr Leilani in the house. Zinsley. Uh, I just want to say, too, I'm pretty sure I still have your name in my phone wrong. Um, (laughs) I think I spelled it wrong from, like, day one. So, I noticed that the other day. I was like, I don't think that's right. (laughs)
2: It's okay. I feel like, I mean, even when I go to Starbucks and they're like, what's your name? I'm like, Leilani. Can you spell that? It's always wrong. Like, on the cup. Oh, I always just
1: say, just put G on the cup. I don't even let, I don't even let them go through oh, that. Really?
2: <laughs> Sometimes, what name was I always using? I feel like I was using like Ashley. He was like, what's your name? I'm
1: like,
2: Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Some <laughs> random name. <But> yeah, <laughs> it's like super easy. And then no offense to any Ashley's as well. What
1: name am I going to use today at Starbucks? That's the, that's the biggest key. Yeah. I always just say G, but Chantel always gets mad at me. She's like, just tell me your real name. I'm like, they never get it right. They always call me Jake or dates which is interesting. I've never heard, yeah, like D A T E S.
0: Uh, like for food? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, like a, a date, like a food.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's weird.
0: But like Big Newtons?
1: Big Newtons are made of dates?
0: I'm pretty sure.
1: No, they're figs. Oh, wait, no, they're
0: figs. But, uh, <laughs> uh, duh. Uh, <laughs> scratch that, scratch oh, that. Turn it over, turn it over. Turn it over. New episode, new episode. <laughs> new episode. <laughs>
1: Wow! Anyways, uh, we, uh, I have to agree, I swear. <laughs> two of them, right? Yeah, I think. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Dr. Leilani has a pretty unique history as far as being able to go to chiropractic school and be a part of the, I'm going to say it, national championship team, oh. Palmer yes, College oh. Women's Rugby. I don't
2: know if we can claim that um, title.
1: Dude, we're claiming it. Screw COVID. We, you guys claim it all day. You guys went to the Natty. Oh, God. The Natty, we're we won. Defeated.
2: We were undefeated.
0: Hey, undefeated. man. First time
1: There's in only, our
2: history.
0: only really one team ever finished the year undefeated, in my opinion. Facts. Or yeah, in a way. But. In a way.
1: Well, we have one of the team members here with us today. And this is also Dr. Nash's uh, co owner, oh, chief executive of
0: officer. I work for her.
1: Yes. <laughs> nash's boss yes dr Lay. um huh i wear a lot um, of hats, huh?
2: a lot of hats.
1: No, wear a no. lot of hats she does why don't you dive into just like a quick intro of who you are what you're about why you decided to partner up with this goon right here and all that good oh, stuff
2: can i say he trapped me
1: <laughs> definitely anything i mean anything <laughs> goes good fighters you know
2: um so let's see we all went to school together. We were in the same class, basically. Gate, Dr. Mm. Gates, Dr. Nash, and I. That's uh, true, Dr. Too. Gates and I were actually probably, I don't know, we kind of like hit it off from the start. So I think I met you in the student clinic, like during our first exam, or like, you know, when we went in yeah. for the first time. And I remember you like walking out. And I thought you were like an upper class like an older
1: Not even close. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well you just like came up to me and immediately started talking to me and you were just like, This your first your first exam? And I was like, Yeah. And You're just like, I don't know where the conversation went after that. But then when- I
1: asked you your name and you said Leilani. And I had just watched this like John Wayne movie and there was like uh one of the characters' names was Leilani, and it was like princess in hawaiian or something like that and i was like did you know that (laughs) like i don't know why i said it because it it probably seemed like i was like totally hitting on you but i wasn't meaning to because it was just like a fun fact that i was like i literally just watched like the movie like two days beforehand or something like that
2: nice yeah so i thought you were like somebody older but then we like walked out like talking and then we like parted ways and then the next day in class i was like you (laughs) i know you (laughs)
1: up
2: until that point i think i was sitting by myself in class so I was like, comes yep. oh, it by this
1: guy? Because I know who he is. He talked to me. He's
2: friendly. We like, really knew. Yep. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, I don't think I met Dr. Nash until, like, second.
3: Second try.
1: Second uh, try, maybe. Because we had, he was the one that was always walking in late into palpation. Yeah. Or into uh, subluxation analysis yeah. in the morning.
0: <laughs> morning classes were not my strong suit.
1: Dr. Nash was late. How many days of Officially. class do you guys think we had in there? 60? Yeah. 59 I mean, out of the 60 days, Dr. Nash was late.
0: <laughs> and the thing is, doc, you know, shout out to Dr. Hagen, but he cut me a lot of slack, because it literally, did. Film, like, if you're late,
2: he's like, like his he count,
0: yeah, and. Uh, no,
1: he knew. He was like, uh, doc, he would always do the roll call, right? And he'd be like, i Dr. Nash. He'll probably show up here in about a couple minutes. <laughs>
0: He did not care.
2: Your name is at the end of the alphabet too, so like, mm-hmm. you still wouldn't be there by the time they called your name.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, uh, and the thing yeah. is, I lived really close. Like I lived like as close as you can live to campus. Mm-hmm. If there were dorms that were part of campus, I lived in them. So, um,
2: yeah. I think we started dating like in the at the beginning of that try. It
3: was
0: third try.
2: Third try, yeah. yeah. Third try, and like I was literally. It would stress me out of him being late, right? So I would like literally leave the apartment before him and be I would just like be ready to go. And he's like just getting he is like I don't know, I think it's his long legs, but he is just a mosier. He just like walks to do his
1: I'd do the sales. somber show. Oh, he had he had his he had his tims rolling in, so like he had to drag along with them. Exactly. But so yeah, I would,
2: him, I would leave him in the apartment and be like, I'm just gonna leave because I'm stressed out. Like I hate being late, so I'm just gonna leave <laughs> here. And then he'd be like, "Wait, just wait a couple minutes." I'm
1: like, "No, we're gonna be
2: late." I gotta go. me out. Yeah. So oh, I don't know. But yeah. So wait. So contact. you
1: guys started dating in third try? Pretty sure, cause it was. Well, you're like did to officially start until today. After three what? years ago. Huh? Today, three years ago. Today, three years. Oh, guys! By the way, happy Valentine's Day.
2: Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. I like day. it.
1: I meant to lead with that, and I totally botched it.
2: We'll just, wow. take it. just
1: cut. Yeah, this. put it in right
2: now. Just say it. Stop talking. Go.
1: At the beginning. Yeah. Valentine's Day.
0: <laughs> I, I yeah. just found out about Valentine's Day yesterday. I've never heard that before. Apparently, I'm like living under a rock.
1: Oh, dude! I thought that was the funniest thing when we were in school, and I saw that, I was like, "Yo, people are smart. I don't even know how you come up with that." Gold. First time. First time.
2: Following the wrong people, apparently.
1: Okay, I interrupted your intro, but that was great. Continue. Mine. Share the story. Um, yeah.
2: Um, let's see. Oh yeah, so like we all met in chiropractic school. Um, I played rugby throughout school from the start until the end. Um, when COVID inconveniently interrupted our national. No, oh, you went out in national
1: championship. It's on record.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> you guys earned it, in my opinion. I watched it.
2: Honestly, I believe in my heart that we would have won the National Championship. So
0: totally. I, I'll to say that we're National Championship. So. I was, like, designated you sure had to be for in. that year. And yeah, you were.
1: You were, man. You were. And you knew. I was at,
0: looking at the games.
2: Fixing up picks. picks. Yeah, so that was kind <laughs> of like a, that was kind of a – Um, I don't know. I feel like since I, having to go to, like, practices and, like, having to lift basically, like, every single day and, like, games on the weekends and whatnot, kind of, like, helped prepare me for post-grad life. I mean, I definitely am, I feel like I can, like, juggle a million things at a time.
1: Yeah, I couldn't even imagine games on the weekends and then going to school full-time, like, I don't know how you did that.
2: The first trimester is really rough. First and second was pretty bad, but after that it was—I don't know. I feel like it was worth it too because even now, like we have just such a strong network of like Mm -hmm. past, current teammates that like we have a call twice a month, like talk about things. Oh wow! There are so many people that were a part of the team prior that you know have opened up their business or. Are like, successfully, like, an associate or, you know, just independent contractors that, like, they just have such great advice because they've already, like, gone through it. So, right. I don't know. It's a great
1: network. Yeah. Partner. For sure. Camaraderie is key. Mm-hmm. That's huge. I'm trying to think of Do- – Nash, when did we start, like, kicking it? I can't even remember.
0: At least second because after- I remember, like, we were starting for Spinal, like, in uh in
1: the cafeteria, the
0: cafeteria that's you when you
1: adjusted me. me for the first time
0: yep in chair whoa, 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 man whoa, whoa.
1: that's that he didn't actually adjust me <laughs> I <did.
2: laughs> oh i
0: spent to hvla man hvla all day oh i adjusted him or anybody listening get your hands on early it's uh <laughs> fact back that back curriculum i needed it too time. i had
1: a huge headache and we were trying to study spinal
0: hard yeah i Meteor. mean uh, it wasn't like I was just like, it was my first time ever, like, even touching a spine. Granted, I was you right. know, still only second try, so it's not like I'm proficient, but like, hey, man.
1: Hey, it was money of me. Yeah, hey. I,
0: I, yeah, seriously. Yeah. That, was yeah, that, was, that was good men's, bro. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, it'll come back. Yeah. You so we got two,
1: you guys' dynamic too as business owners and stuff like that. Obviously, Dr. Lay, you're, like you said, many hats and different things like that. Um, but you also, you know, I want to talk about too, like your transition from kind of, I don't want to say like sports chiropractic, but like that's what you knew most of the time. But now you're kind of taking more of the kids' pediatric chiropractic care and learning about that. Wonder if you talk about that a
2: little bit too. So, like in our area, I feel like there isn't a pediatric chiropractor um, that like brands himself that way. So I feel like it'd be beneficial for this area to have somebody like that. Um, And now she's kind of like sports chiropractic. He's like in with the extremities and whatnot. Um, I feel like it would be just having like a a broader scope in our office you know, just have somebody Mm -hmm. go down that route. So I love kids. And especially, like, taking that Webster, like, I took the Webster course, and it just, like, kind of opened up my eyes to a lot of things because I'm not a mom yet. Um, Right. So, I mean, I just was – I mean, we we do have, like, a course, you know, in school with, like, pediatrics and whatnot. But this course just kind of, like, dove into a whole new realm way
1: deeper yeah so no, that's, that's, now I'm, that was super helpful because with Chantel being pregnant I was texting you like each week like what do I do about this or that or what do I do for this because I had you know I didn't go through school like oh yeah peds is going to be my specialty you know so like super helpful obviously just you you not being a mom but getting into that course and the knowledge that you learned from that was key mm-hmm
0: one thing that I remember when you were, you know, in Denver taking the class, um one of her teammates and uh, fellow chiropractor that was taking the course, she brought her baby with her to like the seminar, mm-hmm. and just like being around oh, yeah. that, that atmosphere sounded like super cool. Just some of the stuff you were telling me, she was doing, I'm like, damn, like they were going on hikes and stuff. She was just bringing her baby this up there. Crazy!
2: I've never seen such like a super mom, like, super mom in my entire freaking life, like. <laughs> She brought that baby everywhere. That baby. Mm. She brought her everywhere. Her name is Parker. She's so cute. Um, but, you know, it was crazy because, like, to me, I feel like society kind of puts this, like, negative connotation on being, like, a mom. Like, mm. like I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's society. Maybe it's, like, some chiropractors. I'm not really sure. But in my mm. head... To me, I get a lot of like input of like moms being overstressed, not being able to do what they want, having to be stuck at home, like having too many things to do throughout the day and not being able to do what they want. And I feel like she just completely flipped that vision in my head.
1: So that's awesome. mm -hmm. It's really cool to have role models like that too, for other women, because I think you're right. Like we do kind of portray and it goes for everybody nowadays, too, as far as, like, being overworked and not really getting to do what you want. Um, I know we stressed on that before, and Dr. Nash, just, like, trying to figure out that balance between, okay, how do you take care of self? Um, and especially as a mom, like, you need to take care of self, but then also your children, too. And it's hard. Yeah. So that's cool that you got to see that, especially when you're there at the seminar, too. Like, it's, like, the best of both worlds, then. What
0: a message. Tell she like- was,
2: like, I think she – this is probably a little TMI. But there was like a baby crying on the te- on the video that they were showing or whatever. She like did our group chat. She's like, <laughs> she's like, my nipples are lactating right now because <laughs> the baby's crying. She was like, our bodies are crazy. She's
0: like, it's not even my
2: baby that's crying, but literally, it's happening.
0: <laughs> Dude, that's wild. <laughs> Somebody get the pump ready. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it was.
1: Crazy. That is hilarious. Wow. Yeah. The human body. That is not TMI. That's astounding. I love
0: yeah, it. I didn't know. You never it's a TMI
2: that. for her. I'm not going to disclose her name. That's okay. Now we
1: won't name drop. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: One thing that you she were saying, it. though, about, like, you know, her bringing her baby with her everywhere and talking about the connotations in society, I feel like, so babies are, like, these, they're literally so malleable. And, like, they're literally oh, so yeah. adaptable. Little
1: bags of jelly.
0: Yeah, little bags of jelly that are just made to adapt and just, like, really, mm-hmm. uh, just absorb they're just literally sponges so Mm. really being able to take baby on hikes in nature just to me like screams uh just positive benefits for baby right and obviously with some safety precautions and it's good for mom too but the ultimate thing is you know the society really wants for baby is safety which i totally get but
3: Mm.
0: what we do is what we provide is the ability to adapt and to integrate know those experiences right like that's what the limitations are placed on babies with um that pressure on the nervous system so to really like be able to convey that to moms and like to like you can do the things that like are good for you and for baby as obviously as long as baby's able to adapt and like um when baby can adapt it's not really going to be as fussy in public places or like doing things that aren't just like at home right so like it just seems like a much healthier environment for baby and mom to just like grow, right? I I've just yeah. I think that's really cool.
1: Well kind of like what you said, like if a baby is fussing, usually it's because they can't um like they're either overstimulated or understimulated or something like that. So if they're able to adapt to that scenario, it just is really cool to think about like, oh, then they're they're made to adapt. They're made to be in different places. And then they're not going to be fussy or they're not going to be uncomfortable because like you said, they're just soaking it in. Yeah, It's not like an uncomfortable situation, but um, yeah, we talk a lot about the stress on the nervous system, especially with birth being like the most traumatic. And in the talk that I usually do for our office, I discuss like, um, it's actually beneficial with Chantel being pregnant because I was, I always talk about how like we show different pictures of like a birthing process and specifically like a C-section, like, just baby getting like lifted up by its head right to get out of the c-section and whatnot but um or even like forceps or different things and I talk about well let's say Shanta, like two months after her baby's born she wants to go to the mall and get some new clothes but instead of carrying like my baby like around in my arms like I carry him by the head just like walking around like this and I'm always like like I would get the cops calling me so fast right why because like the nervous system and the baby is so important to be taken care of but we don't take care of it after that birthing process, you know, but it's huge trauma. So <clears throat> that, that type of knowledge is, is crucial. And like I said, like for me, I just, I didn't go through school. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to be a peas doc. But the more and more I learn about pregnancy and the adaptations that we talk about, like, it's just astounding. The fact that they can put a whole baby together. You ain't got to think about it.
0: Literally. And you hear crazy stories like, There's this one story that always sticks in my mind. So my parents, they really like watching like the, what are they called? Like the, the dateline stuff. Like those, those like kind of like 20 for 20, 20, like the documentary style kind of like real world story stuff, obviously with a heavy peppering of journalism and uh, media kind of embellishing. But that's besides Um, one of the stories was, I think it was like a, so these they got stuck in like a, there it was like in Alaska, and they got in a car accident or like in a blizzard, and this mom and baby were like trapped in the car, and yeah. uh, it was for like days. They were just like, hopefully somebody's going to come, and eventually mom was like, okay, well, I have to go try, because otherwise, if we just sit here, we're just not going to make it, so yeah. Um, I think what happened was she like so obviously like it's Alaska blizzard you can't really just take baby with you because like mm-hmm. the conditions are just so harsh outside the car so I think she left baby yeah. in the car and yeah. it was like I think it was like a week or something that like went by and I don't I don't remember if mom got to somebody for help or if mom didn't make it but they eventually found the car with baby in it and like Uh, baby went into like this hibernation state to where like they're like assuming a baby had to be dead from like the cold all this stuff and it went into this like hibernation state where like the innate intelligence of the baby knew to do this process where it could like self-preserve by um it it was wrapped really well to like maintain as much heat as possible and like somehow like baby did this process where it was able to like regulate the heart rate and like metabolism to this point where it was like a hibernation state and like the baby was like alive and well when like authority showed up when it should have oh. been dead long ago, supposedly. So that's yeah, like the ability to adapt, right? Like that baby had a really high adaptability <laughs> value. Dude, that's that it, crazy. That it, yeah, it was crazy. And like, that's just, I don't have it offhand, but it was a story I definitely remember yeah. watching and uh it always, like, it's stuff like that that sticks with you, you know?
1: Yeah. It makes me think of, like, you know, it's that, like you mentioned, innate and stuff, and it obviously had been in the uh, the womb for nine months, and, like, it kind of already knew how to do that, in a sense. Like, yeah, mom's placenta and everything's feeding it, and whatnot, but in that way, you know, it's kind of similar.
0: Well, and, like, That's the, the on baby, right? Like, um, depending on, like, the stage in life, but, like, I don't remember, like, it was young enough to where it definitely could not walk, and it was still fairly new. newborn. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, super cool, like, crazy. If anybody finds it, definitely drop it. I don't remember. But.
1: Yeah. I think one of the coolest things that I love about adjusting kids now, because I hadn't really, again, dove really deep into it, is just the fact that, like, you adjust them, and then they just, like, poop immediately afterwards. It's just, mm-hmm. like, it's so nasty, but at the same time, it's like, well, that's really freaking cool. Like, they just, like, <laughs> explode afterwards. Like, how'd you make my baby poop? It was like, right then, you just release that innate, you know? Totally. Especially
2: when, like, they've been on, you know, like, medicine for months. Yeah. To, so, to like, try and regulate their, you know.
3: That's wild. But,
2: like, one adjustment is like, oh, wow. Well,
0: it's just it's funny. Explosion like Explosion um, after explosion.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. Like, the the concept right you baby's not functioning properly and to not find like obviously like Miralax isn't the the end all solution right there's some sort of reason why yeah. baby is pooping but it's yeah. obviously you want baby to poop but until you find the actual reason why like to just like give Miralax is like the that's the solution like that doesn't make sense to me so super yeah. cool getting to work with kids um I haven't had a whole lot of experience with it, but as you were saying before, the lack of pediatrics presence in a community, that's huge. Like that's the future of your community, of like the world, right? And to, uh, uh, and BJ's, um, I forget what it's called, but um, maybe it's as simple as that, or essentially just talking about how just one man you know, one little thing for that man is just so big for, for society at the end of the day. Or like the, yeah, yeah. the analogy or like the story about a horse, the, like the loss of a, the need for a nail was the loss of the war, right? It eventually like leads mm. to the loss of a shoe like, for the horse, the loss of a horse, a message isn't delivered, message isn't delivered, a battle's lost, the battle's lost, the war's lost, right? And yeah. like that's, that's the power of working with Pete is you're able to like I don't want to, like, get as much, like, on my pedestal saying you're saving saving the world or saving, you know, whatever. Get on that soapbox. Well, you know, like, it it unlocks potential for people, right? And you can't put a – you know, I'm not going to put a box on what a baby's potential is. That baby could be literally the – I mean, not to call it, I mean, the cure for cancer. That baby could, you know, find the cure for cancer. You know, all these different amazing things that are within the human potential, like – Um, you're, you're releasing that and allowing that baby to reach its full potential or like have the capacity to. So it's super powerful. I'm like, if you're in school right now and like something that like sounds interesting to you, definitely, you know, follow that because I'm sure with KTC, but we both have been in MLS seminars and that's one of the beauties of it is those tools, they go hand in hand with working with kids is though yeah. you're you're approaching them with like love and honor and like um it's just things that kids like you said they're sponges they, they soak that stuff up
1: they need it mm-hmm. they thrive on it like, yeah Damn. yeah that's something that like um you just the more you learn about it the more power that gets handed over to it too and just like i think I think, Leilani, you're set up for a really great, even opportunity now, like, establishing yourself, because you guys are in an area where there's a lot of campus kids, right? What's
2: up? You kind of broke up
1: a little bit. Oh, sorry. You guys are in an area where there's, like, a lot of campus kids, yeah? Yeah.
2: There's a lot of, like, so students like, and whatnot.
1: Even if, like, some of the women that are there aren't pregnant yet, like, they know you, too, for later on, mm-hmm. if they stay in the area, because well, it's only the- a matter of time, right?
2: What's really beneficial <laughs> for us, too, is, like, the gym that we're located in has, uh, it's not, I don't think It's a nursery. It. It's a nursery. So, it's okay. not like when parents come to work out, they can, you know, drop their kids off in there, and they actually, gym staffs people to, you know, play with their kids and, like, watch them while parents are working out. And we actually have, like, um, the ability or the option to use that as well. So, like, if a parent were to come in and get- Oh, a sweet. Out, and they, like, just needed, like, a little bit of, like, time for themselves or whatnot. You know, they can drop their kid off at the nursery and they can, like, play. They do it. that place is lit. Yeah. Like, they have, like, a rock wall in there.
1: Yeah, we need this gym at Grand Rapids, man. Like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's insane. Seriously,
0: just.
2: I was like, can we go in there?
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> There's such, like, good proprioceptive feedback for, like, climbing and things like that. Like, uh, yeah. just, like, um. Uh, what's the word? Motor development, right? Like crawling's mm, huge, yeah. And I feel like climbing is a extension of crawling in a way. Mm-hmm. I like for kids to learn that. Like we're, like our through like our evolution, climbing's a huge at like imprint in our DNA that we're down the line. We were made to climb in a way. I don't know if you've seen uh, what's the documentary called? uh I mean, they come
2: from like apes. Right.
0: Right. So right. I mean, like um what? Oh what's the documentary uh free solo right have you seen that dude. free solo free solo watch it it's a documentary about this dude he's a like a professional climber like and he so in in climb in the climbing world i think climbing's gonna be part of the olympics next year by the way um that's what's up i mean it, it's crazy i think that's like a i think that's gonna be super cool i definitely would watch it
2: have you seen videos of people literally sprinting up the walls?
0: bro it's wild i used to so back
1: in the day when i was uh doing like training for baseball the winter i would do rock climbing to strengthen up my forearms and stuff so there'd be people there that were just like literal monkeys just like flying up the wall and it'd be like the most difficult thing i think too like
2: like, between, like, two people with, like, the same course, and
1: literally, they just,
2: like, like,
1: this is how fast they they fly. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's literally, like, watching a sprint, but they're climbing. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, it really is amazing, but, like, you learn so much motor development, like you said, but then even, like, I think about, I can't remember if it was an active care, but we talked about the core bracing. Yeah. You just naturally have to properly core brace when you're climbing and stuff like that, so I always tell Chantal, I was, like, Dude, if I could get my kids to climb, like, it's a fun event, too, like, a family event just to go rock climbing and stuff. Totally. But you literally are teaching them how to properly move and read their environment.
0: Efficiency as movements, too. And I was talking about when we were working out, because, I mean, obviously, uh, as a male, we're going to have, like, a bigger predisposition to having, like, more muscle mass. Like, that's just, like, in, like, how hormones are set up and everything. But I was saying... When I was growing up, I didn't do gymnastics or I didn't do any, uh any like.
1: Well, that's Lay's wheelhouse house right there.
0: Exactly, and she was like saying you need to like work on like bracing your because we we're doing this core exercise where she was like throwing my legs and like she's saying you need to activate. Your oh legs. yeah. I'm, like I'm trying, um but I was saying, <laughs> you had literally did this as a kid, and when you're a kid, you're so impressionable to like, uh like areas of emphasis of your body that you're gonna like mm. develop like your. Kind of like your center of gravity and like your balance around but like i didn't have that yeah. in a gymnastics background where balance is is supreme and as human beings right. be like something that's highly idolized especially as athletes
2: i mean i like always say that i have never been like awful at sports like my hand-eye coordination has always been pretty good like i've always been able to like a, like, adapt to whatever sport I'm playing, except soccer, for some reason, I can't freaking figure that out, but anyway, <laughs> um, I've always, like, said that I've been able to adapt to those type, like, any type of sport, because I was a gymnast for, like, 12 yeah. years, because just, it teaches you so much, like, balance, core stabilization, like, you literally have to engage your entire body, so yeah, it was, it was like, super easy for me to learn how to adjust because I was able to like watch someone like watch their mm. details on how they were doing it and just copy it because in that's gymnastics it. like you have to we got
1: an art thief yeah literally
2: basically, like, basically. We got thief. in gymnastics like you like the routines you uh, like have you have to perform them like perfectly and if you don't like that's where your deductions come from so you have to like basically yeah. mimic like what other like yeah. what you're seeing and I your mirror cool.
1: neurons are probably off the charts compared to other people
2: yeah I don't know about it anymore but <laughs> definitely back when I was little um it <laughs> definitely helped a lot so I definitely like, be, like starting young and like developing those like motor patterns key especially especially yeah. around the
0: core like core is so yeah. fundamentally important like with our diaphragm yeah. just like like, your core is your center, and anything that, like, emanates from mm-hmm. that, if you have a strong, strong foundation in your core, in your center, then everything else will inherently be stronger or more balanced.
2: Yeah, like, I feel like I yeah. really find myself, or I, like, find myself sometimes, like, right now, I'm doing it unknowingly, like, I'm stabilizing my core right now.
1: Really?
2: For no reason. I'm just doing I,
1: that's a great natural ability. Cause I had I've had to like retrain myself since I got my hernia, right? Like I had oh, yeah. to, retrain, I had to retrain my entire core system. Like it, it's way stronger now. But like, I wish that that's something that I would have learned. And most athletes need, especially when you talk about like nash football, football and stuff like that. Like, we don't learn that. We just learn, you know, see ball, catch ball, hit ball, or hit exactly. the person as hard as you can at any expense to your body really so
0: you're, you're kind of putting the cart before the horse in a way what like when you start like in i played football in like fifth grade right and yeah. like in a way like i kind of you learn to like kind of use your body and like pick up on certain beneficial like ways to use your body but right. i'd have been much better off learning gymnastics in a way as yeah. like an athlete yeah. so I
2: think you would be able to like if you think about it if you're trying to make a cut And you, your core isn't stabilized. Your whole body doesn't move with you.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: I feel like it would definitely be beneficial to engage, like, or figure out how to engage your core prior to those things. Because yeah, you probably do learn. It probably would take less time to learn those things if you were able to do
1: that sooner. When was your first adjustment, line? Did you get adjusted too when you were in gymnastics or no?
2: Yeah. So I mean, I was lucky enough to start seeing a chiropractor when I was like. Beast, because I mean
0: lucky yeah, same, <laughs> yeah. for real beast
2: because with gymnastics you know like you fall a lot you yeah there's a lot of
3: trauma um, yeah. being a
0: kid, there's a lot of trauma like yeah. I, I was telling my brother and like I don't know I mean like there's some definite huge benefits to just like messing yourself up as a kid and you know just learning that like pain it kind of comes with life and it's not like, pain's not, like, something to be scared of, right, or, um, right, I mean, you just, like, you, with gymnastics, you learn to take falls, and, like, you learn to get banged up, and, like, it's okay, right,
2: honestly, like, one of our, one of the biggest things that we learned first was how to correctly fall,
3: really,
2: yeah, so, I mean, if you fall off of, like, if you fall out of a skill, or, like, off the bars, or anything like that, like, you are immediately taught never to, like, reach out in front of you, you're always talking, wow. tuck and roll. Um, I remember, like, specifically because people were, like, going crazy over this in high school when I, I ran hurdles. And I ran the 400. Yeah. Hurdles. And so, like, I think I was coming around to the 200. Did they have
1: to, they have to decrease the height enough? No. Thank you very much. <laughs>
2: um, anyway, I was coming around on the 200. Bye,
1: guys. <laughs>
2: I, hit, I hit one of the hurdles. Um, and I knew I was going down. But I literally instinctively, like, tucked and rolled, got back up and started yeah. running. People we were, like, freaking out over it. And I was like, why is that? Tux- it was like- a
1: superhero? Like- Did you win?
2: I don't remember. Probably not. It's freaking 400 hurdles. The recovery was key, I was though. dying always during that race. But, um.
1: And you didn't think- even have to think about it, probably, too, because you put no. in that training.
2: Yeah. Like, I literally just instinctively tucked and rolled. And, like, it was kind of like a somersault. And I literally just got back up and started running. And people were like, Perfect crazy i was
1: like i probably think that would help in in rugby too like you guys are falling all the time getting hit oh yeah or you know just having that instinctive reaction to be able to fall properly because how many people i mean we talk about push injury all the time but like how many people injure their whatever because they don't know how to fall properly right that's football,
0: crazy uh, our strength coach so in the summertime, what we would do is after like our, our, our big, like two hours in the weight room, we'd go outside and we'd do like conditioning and part of like, can, like one of the conditioning things that we would do is we'd do like this circuit, this like, like 400 meter circuit, or you do like three or yeah. four uh, rotations of it, but one of the, like, be like different drills in different spots along that curve or along that uh, rotation. And one of them is literally under, like learning how to like properly, like if you're going to fall backwards, like a quarterback or something, you can like hit backwards
1: and oh, give yourself
0: whiplash and how to like properly like dissipate your weight. So you like kind of like spread the ground reaction forces and like you can like properly fall down. Like wow. that's, pretty, that's pretty key. And
1: Did you guys ever see those like dudes jumping off like 30 feet and they'll just like
0: parkour, but
1: they know how to roll and they know how to I fall. Do. So then that doesn't, that's wild.
0: It is. I was talking with my brother, and I I think there was like, you know, kind of coming back around to like getting adjusted when you're young. I remember multiple, like, there's like one real huge instance that I know I jacked up my collarbone. And I was like, man, um, I can only imagine like how many times like I would have just been way better off seeing a chiropractor and just like
3: Mm.
0: after falling on like the same side as your TLS. Huh?
1: Is that the same side as your TLS that usually happens?
0: No, I think it's your right. But,
1: uh, yeah,
0: my so, like if I were to do like power cleans and whatnot, I used to really yeah. think like just like the way that I caught it for years. And I'm sure that had something to do with like just my motor patterns, with had a back injury and like how I was catching. Yeah, it, and that was some of it. But my left collarbone is like more, way more prominent than my right, and I as far as I know. I yeah, mine played. is
1: too. I always hit it right here Mine's on, the, on the power cleans.
0: Yeah, um, but I think it comes back around to that. That was, like, one of the first times I really, like, I was, like, running. I was, like, looking back, like, playing tag, and um, I was, like, running down, like, this slope, and there it was at this school, and there was a metal railing with, like, obviously, like, metal railing, like, supports. Dude, dude. So, I was, like, looking back, and I just, like, smoked myself against one of the the railing bars. Oh. Like I it I was probably like seven or eight. And I just remember like kind of seeing stars and I was like, uh and like just like I don't know. I I think I went just dead. Mom was did you break it. Behind. Oh yeah. Did I break it? You did you break it? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't oh, know. I definitely That's did not wild, get like, a sling or anything. I think I just like
1: oh, I can only imagine. <laughs>
0: His mom's nurse, I can just even like see her just being like, You're fine, go a little away. <laughs> I
3: mean, we grew yeah, up like, kind
0: of broke Yeah, we, we kind of grew up like around a small community, small town. So, I don't know, like that's just kind of comes that's just kind of like part of growing up, right? Like, you just
3: right. I remember like
0: crashing my bike and like my knee was so swollen. Like, I just remember like limping up. Like, we had this big backyard, just like limping up the backyard, just like bringing my my bike back up and just like yeah didn't really do my like i just really don't think i really like rehabbed anything until like i got to like high school
1: right most of us how many sprained ankles have we had and not rehabbed or you know whatnot
0: crazy yeah
1: lay Lay was lucky she she got that care when she was 10 i'm jealous
0: yeah well i I think
1: about like, like
2: 10 years old and having like sciatic radiation
1: Oh, shoot. Yeah, you kind of need that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So, I mean, it wasn't, like, just, like, oh, I need to go in for, like, wellness care, which, I mean, would have obviously been beneficial, because I probably wouldn't have had those symptoms had I have done that. Yeah. So, I definitely went in, because I was in pain, but definitely helped. No. I'm not going to lie.
0: So what's kind of funny is, you know, after I got done with my football career, I had this, like, year transition where I was in an internship with an upper cervical doc, and from basically like sophomore year high school up until like that point i had really really bad seasonal allergies like i remember one of the first times i really had them like start up it was it always happened in the spring and it was in during track season and there was a morning i woke up and i was like i couldn't open my eyes because they were just so glued shut that like i was like yeah. i think i have bilateral pink eye and um, been on your I guess, um, and I literally, like, your brother. I, not open your brother it. I literally had to, like, try to do this, and even as I was, like, peeling it, I could see, like, the strands, like, they were very, very thick. It was gross, Oh it's gonna get God. pretty, pretty gross, but, like, they, I was opening them, and, like, even to this point, they weren't, like, separating, so I had to, like, literally, like, go through with my finger and, like, break them. So, I had really bad seasonal allergies. <laughs>
1: that is the wackiest seasonal allergy story I've ever heard.
0: And it was like this every year. And some, sometimes it wasn't quite as bad, but, like, my eyes were the worst part. And yeah. anybody who's ever had itchy eyes with seasonal allergies, as soon as you touch them, it's, like, you know, like, they're on fire. And you, like, it's so bad. Yeah. So, I literally have to just, like, do these techniques to, like, try to, like, not itch my eyes, but, like, try to relieve the ish. But
2: blinking really
0: hard blinking really hard was one i would uh what was this other thing i would do um
1: that made my eyes itchy when really i good. blinked really hard
0: um <laughs> the thing is i do sometimes my sleep and i just jack myself up so it'd be really bad yeah. but so i worked for this upper cervical doc and like you know, i i knew some of like the chiropractic principles and like the like the concepts made sense to me so I was getting adjusted over-cervically for a good amount of time, and that year was the first time I, because I never really, like, I would take some allergy meds, but, like, they would help some, but they weren't really, like, all, like, they would kind of reduce intensity. Yeah, they would reduce intensity. But when I started seeing him, I stopped, like, really taking most of those and anything in general, and Mm -hmm. that was the and since then, um, I've been getting care, obviously, pretty frequently. I don't really have that anymore. And I know that's part of, like, uh, what they call the maturation process. You, you grow out of them, but in a way, you, like, your body adapts, yeah. right? So, um, It's the
1: adaptation. You adapted quicker because of it either way.
0: Yeah, and that was one yeah, of I the biggest loved- initial benefits I got from chiropractic care was the reduction of my, my seasonal allergy symptoms, which were horrible for a long time and yeah most people wouldn't equate that to chiropractic right most people just say it's neck pain back pain but for me right away I got that yeah. initial uh introduction into the power of just like an upper cervical adjustment with my allergies right, right. And that was like a really cool lesson for me right away
1: that's pretty sick one of the one of the coolest uh allergy stories that I think I've ever heard was from Dr. Greg um Dr. Greg Abbott and he was talking about how and he grew up in uh Pittsburgh so like close over there to um, the Appalachian Mountains and different things and he grew up with really bad allergies until he saw a chiropractor and the chiropractor actually like had him think about what it was like to have those allergies and then read for a subluxation pattern within him and adjust it when he was in that mental state so that he could adapt to it and he was talking about how like he got he did that until to the point where like he would try to think about it and like he wouldn't be, uh, he wouldn't have any subluxations anymore because of it or whatever. And then so he didn't have allergies ever since. Like, ever since he's done that, he's never had allergies again.
2: Well, I mean, if you think about it, like, it's your brain, right?
1: It's all... Right.
2: In.
3: that interaction
1: with it.
2: Yeah, your brain's like, oh, this isn't good for your body, so I'm just going to have this inflammatory reaction.
0: Yeah. So,
2: I mean, retraining your brain, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: One thing that, uh, you know, so I like I said I grew up in a small town um and one thing that I, I always kind of equated it to was that like so I'm Filipino and one of my other friends that was in my high school class that was you know I grew up with him and one of my really good friends he was also Filipino and he also had the same allergies so like one thing we always said we're we're not from here like we're just not used to this environment <laughs> right so that's what I always think right and uh obviously that, that's changed now but uh that in itself was always something that, like, I was just kind of like, oh, I just, like, chalked it up to that, right, so.
1: Right. Your genetics.
0: Genetics, yep. Genetics.
1: That's crazy. Um, I have a quick question for you, Dr. Lay. Do they talk about how long to breastfeed in uh, ICPA stuff?
2: So, I mean, honestly, they say to breastfeed, like, as long as you can, really. Um, Yeah.
1: what's
2: What's crazy is, like, the world, like, average, like, if you take account into, like, every single, like, country in the mm. world, the average age that, like, babies breastfeed till is, like, five years old. So, like,
1: wait, you know, what? Yeah. Like, yes. Outside of the U.S., you mean?
2: Yeah, so, like, if you, this is Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> um, if you, <laughs> Take into every single like country like third world countries whatever like they yeah. breastfeed until like past five years old because that's the average
1: yeah and nowadays that's like i told chantelle she had to breastfeed for at least a year and she about cried
2: <laughs> she can i mean you can pump she can pump and then like
1: you like, can pump you can but it's different like, because there's that connection there's that connection that takes place too you know like and i was talking to you, there's a there's a naturopath here in town and she breastfed her kid till for like three and a half years which is like mind-blowing to think about within the u.s
2: right it's totally. just like not um, culturally like normal
1: thing it, culturally it's not normal but the benefits that you can get from it i mean the more you learn about it but it's it's wild that you say that just like outside of the u.s it's averages five years
2: okay. it's crazy
1: and think about good
2: Oh, I'm just saying that's
1: insane. Like five years. Oh yeah, and I was just gonna say, and you think about like how many, like pediatric issues we have nowadays, and even too like, there's a lot of people that give their kids, and I mean like, granted, outside of the realm of like some women can't fully breastfeed or whatnot, usually, I mean usually down, you can break that down to a hormonal issue, but, um, all the the um, information that just came out of the, about the baby food having heavy metals, and then you talk about like all the, um. I almost called it protein powder but it's not what is the uh yeah. the fake huh? yeah like the similac right. having like the lead and stuff in it yeah I was, it's way protein powder for babies <laughs> yeah. but just like all those foods that have you know so it's so many detrimental prop like um, things within them but we have the natural breast milk and if we just did it for five years think about where we'd be at I don't know I will say, wow. I,
2: think, I mean, food is food for babies. I know there are so many complications with like breastfeeding. Yeah. That you have, um, I mean, I know, I don't know, but like people have told me that it's very painful. Right. So, right.
1: No, I could not imagine. I mean, I could not imagine having a baby lash on me for five years. Like that would. Yeah. Be hard for sure. We're
2: not here to Three shame, meals a shame day. anybody if they.
1: Not here to shame anybody. Just trying to, yeah, yeah. change the educate cultural norm. Education and cultural norm, yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's why women are you guys are uh powerful because us men, we'd be lasting like a week and be like, Yeah, we're not doing that
2: anymore.
3: I'm out, (laughs)
1: yeah, I'm out out. out.
0: every day, huh? I think I say
2: that every day.
0: I'm
2: like, If you
0: you had to do what (laughs) I 100% agree, man, I'd. My mental fortitude for stuff like that would be so not up to we par. Do not
1: have yeah, we do not have that ingrained in us. The maternal instinct is far. Yeah, <laughs> I'd yeah. rather rock climb for five years with my kid than do the breastfeeding. Right. <laughs> well,
2: it's kind of cool. Like, so that Webster um, seminar that I took, it goes into like talking about how like women's bodies just like know what to do. You know what I yeah. mean. Just being, you know, pregnant and like, just instinctively afterwards, like I know a lot of women, or not a lot, but some women say, you know, like, they're worried because they don't know how to be a mom, but it's like, literally just like, mm. ingrained into us.
0: Yeah.
2: It's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. I
3: think, it so, is crazy.
0: you know, funny you say that. So one of the things that I've heard from, you know, friends or you know mentors talking about like helping their partner go through the birthing process is like you know obviously when you're in the delivery one of the things that like really comes up is like this point where like they're like I can't do this and it's you know like telling them like you are doing this like it's literally like you're Mm -hmm. doing it now and I think that kind of is like a like a message that is can go to process, right like you're doing this like even though you don't think you can be a mom like you're doing it now like you're doing it.
1: you've you've done it for the past nine months you you are capable and that empowerment is huge because yeah even like conversations with Chantelle and I just like her going through it and stuff and um just different things like that I'm like no you you were built for this like you know what to do you don't really have to worry about not knowing exactly what to do in whatever scenario because like I mean it does really come down to innate we've been doing it for sent like hundreds of thousands of years right like why there's no exception there's a reason why we're still around right, right. you know what to do instantly
2: and your body just literally like builds this complex you know like being
0: microcosm by yeah. microcosm
2: by itself it's crazy
1: it's so wild it's by itself it doesn't need any help i'm super excited one of my like like obviously being nervous, like right when we found out we were pregnant and like, dang, I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't know if, what, what's going to happen. But then now I'm just like, dude, I'm just so excited for the first time I get to adjust my baby boy. Just like that connection that takes place. We talk about connection, intention and purpose. Like as we get closer to the time here, I'm like, I'm just giddy about it, you know? Cause like that type of connection, you can't, you can't beat it, you know?
0: Dude, yeah, you can't buy stuff like that. You know what I mean? I'm
2: so excited
0: for you. Same. <laughs> you're going to be so, you're, dude, you're going to be such an awesome dad.
1: Thanks. I from appreciate start, it.
2: From the start, I said that you guys need
1: to Dude, Leilani was trying to get us to have a baby on like first try, man. <laughs>
2: we wanted to buy like the baby, like cute little clothes
3: and like.
1: I know.
2: We needed to
3: have. I couldn't have
1: imagined having a baby in school. Then so many people did. But I mean, I couldn't even imagine it. Yeah, you guys were trying to to get all the clothes and stuff. We do have little Palmer socks. Nuh-uh. Somewhere around here. That's about it. And then my sister, <laughs> so my sister actually, she didn't buy it originally for the baby. She bought like a, a baby onesie from Palmer. This was like before we knew we were pregnant. Oh, I,
3: think
1: I think it was at graduation. And she put it on her cat though. But that's the only piece of other baby clothing that I've seen somebody <laughs> buy from there. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, wait, yeah, what's yeah. her due date? April 18th. Ooh. They're coming up. Let's go. Up. What so She just hit 31 weeks.
2: Yeah, you got about. Holy
0: crap. It's like in a month and a half. Yeah. Two months. What what sign is that? Is that a, a Sagittarius or is that like a Virgo?
2: It is not Virgo. Honestly,
0: I, I have no I don't idea. I only know my own.
1: I don't even know my own because every time I look it up, January 20th is like right on the cusp of like two. So I have no Uh, clue. I'm both a mixture. I'll take it. But yeah, I don't know. We're still trying to figure that out. So, and shout out to Dr. Leilani for always giving me information on baby stuff and pregnancy stuff because yeah. I know how to adjust, but that's about it. <laughs> okay, and
2: you should take that Webster course sometime, whenever you. No, I, know, have a I need to. Obviously, you're very busy. Um, but yeah, I know,
1: I need to though. It would be really key.
2: Something interesting that uh, one of my friends who just had a baby. What does
1: that mean? Uh-huh. going to the rush. Oh. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> that's a signal. <laughs> I was like, okay.
1: We should have filled you in beforehand. Sorry.
2: I was trying to tell me my breast smelled or something and I was like no (laughs) (laughs) um what was I saying oh one of my friends who just had a baby um shared something that was pretty interesting to me the other day it was like saying how like it kind of broke down um like doctor's appointments for moms um Mm -hmm. and like how frequent they are at the beginning of like pregnancy so I think it's like once I'm not gonna pretend like I know like just for checkups and whatnot um
1: yeah
2: but it kind of like broke it down to like um every other week and then like right before you give birth it's like every week you have an appointment right with the doctor but then you know after you give birth you know either through c-section or um vaginally like they're both traumatic right um yeah that you don't have these, like, weekly appointments with your doctor anymore. Like, after, you know, your body has just, like, gone through the process. I thought that was insane. I was like, there's no, there's no doctor appointments afterwards. Like, they're just, like, left to the wolves.
1: Pretty much. I mean, they they only do the checkups for, like, really to get your height, weight, and, like, vaccinations, really, is all the pediatric appointment is.
2: Yeah. Afterward. That's what I was saying. I was like, dude, chiropractic care, like, post- you know, birth is literally so important,
1: just to so help important. like, yeah, many things are changing, I had a patient,
2: like, you know, that she needs mm, some type of care for herself,
1: mm-hmm. she needed the care, and I think a lot of, like, one of my patients, she just needed that, like, coaching to be, like, you can do it, like, you guys are doing okay, like, keep pushing forward, because, like, you have this new baby, and it's crying, or, like, it's not, it's not you can't tell it what to do right like and you try you guys can't communicate necessarily so i kind of like to think of like our appointments and like the adjustment as like that connection piece to like okay there's there's only you know a mom and a baby can communicate like in the way like we are right now but what i can do is to release any interference between their their innate communication right and like having that as a potential is like okay you guys are doing okay just keep doing what you're doing. And then like you adjust them. And like you said, it's that self-care, it's that release of any inhibition so that they can make it through because they they don't have like the a doctor presence, I guess you could say outside of that.
2: hmm Yeah. They need it, <laughs> they need
1: it. <laughs> Boom. Well, anything else that we should know about kids, sports, I don't know. Drop some knowledge on us, Dr. Mani. Anything you got. Oh gosh. What would I have on my notes here? <laughs> I think I
2: like Bring up the notes. notes. I flagged a couple, um, things. I've
0: got some Kind of more of like an intention thing. Like, I was kind of. Ooh, I love um, it. So, I've been reading Dr. Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life, which is, he just does a really yeah. good job at like, you know, having all these, you know, like, it, it really is 12 rules for life that things you can apply in so many different realms of what you have going on, no matter your background. And at chapter or rule seven is uh, do what's meaningful, not expedient. So, it's really easy to take that at face value, especially when uh, you think about doing what's expedient or not, you know, do what's meaningful, not, not what is expedient. And we live in a society and uh, a lot of day to day habits and just uh, lifestyles are developed around stuff that's expedient. Right. But yeah, um, he goes on to define meaning and like do what's meaningful. So meaning is when everything there is comes together in an ecstatic dance of a single purpose. The glorification of a reality so that no matter how good it has become, it can get better and better and better more and more deeply forever into the future. So, you know, with you becoming a dad, man, like that meaning for, for you, dude, that's that's another gift in itself outside of baby. Mm, like, yeah, that's the type of stuff that like it doesn't matter how much money we make or like, you know, what. You know, I mean, like it's very superficial, but like what what sports teams are winning, or um, even just yeah. like little petty things that are or petty things that are going on, like, politic-wise. Like, dude, your meaning to whole mu- is just so much greater than that, and in a yeah, way that's man. liberating to you, and like yeah. you know, really allows you to like do stuff with passion, and you know, with with your practice, bro. Like, that's just gonna really help you take things to a whole other level, too, in my opinion.
1: That's huge thank you brother i like that a lot
0: really good book man i really recommend it i mean
1: i know i need to i,
0: I, I just I really, followed him today on instagram to see what stuff he, i don't know why i was
1: following him before but
0: there's stuff in here that i'm just like like i mean i'm 27 like i'm gonna be a dad someday and like just reading stuff in here i'm just like dang like that's just like really good solid advice for like a way to parent or like just to, like yeah. not that like i need a follower to a key but just like to embody that type of knowledge to me is just like that's what it's about really letting it like express itself through you like the the principle not not the actual yeah. the exact wording of like how to do it but like just like that that lesson right there that that's really good stuff so i get a, i get a lot of good stuff from here from from that aspect alone
1: right that's huge i think you touched on like your impact earlier and stuff. And that's arguably one of like the biggest impacts you can ever make is passing down knowledge that we've learned. I think that's one of the things I'm most excited for is just like passing down the stuff that like, like we've all gone through hardships and he's going to have to go through some of the hardships on his own, but like just passing any type of stuff that that we've experienced.
0: You know, provide those shortcuts. I went down that path. things I
1: wish I would have known earlier for sure huge that's huge
0: huge did you find anything what you got Link? sorry I was listening. <laughs> no you're good you're good I also have so he he likes to provide not like a, a multiple levels of the same thing but like different ways to interpret things and another way he describes meaning is um meaning is what manifests itself when the many levels of being you know emphasis on being when the many levels of being arrange themselves into a perfectly functioning harmony from atomic microcosm to cell, to organ, to individual, to society, to nature, to cosmos. So that action at each level beautifully and perfectly facilitates action at all. Um, Damn. I mean,
1: love it.
0: Yeah, dude. Freaking it's, love it. it's just really brain food. We, we used to do this section. I for, first, for, for football. I, I'm really thankful for, uh, University of Northern Iowa, a uh, shout out to the Panthers, go cats, um, that during our strength and conditioning, um, we'd always do this period before we'd really get started that we called mind candy. So the mind candy was a way for, you know, obviously we're, we're building physical strength and physical fortitude and resistance and resiliency, but the mind candy was like the the backbone for all that to really, you know, hammer home the, the foundation of A strong athlete and a strong individual is in the mind not in the body so and when you have a a team full of people who understand that concept or a team full of people who have like the same why and principles based around fortitude and uh you know mental toughness that like that's just that benefits not just you know you in that moment and you know that season but you moving forward in generally, in general as a, as a person and as a person in society. So um, mind candy, dude, that's, that's what I really liked about one of my favorite things that I took away from my football career was, was that. So. Well,
2: you're saying like, it's in the mind, not the body, but the body is literally the mind. It is. So it's, it's a representation
0: like, of the mind. For so I mean, sure.
2: Yeah. You can make your body do things like plays and whatnot, but if your mind isn't in it, like mm. what's, how is that going to be any type of connection with like other people? Totally. So.
0: Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So. Did you so- have
1: anything like? <laughs> 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 Did you find something you know?
2: Yeah. So I mean, so like the ICPA in general just kind of goes on like their uh, perspective is like a salutogenic perspective. I don't know if you guys. Have- oh yeah. Okay, um, and that really just kind of breaks. Down. Why
1: don't Why don't you describe that a little bit, real quick? Like the okay. Let's see. Unless you're about to, sorry. Yeah, what well, like salutogenic means and that kind of stuff. I don't want to botch it. That's alright. I like what you're saying, Nash, about earlier to the experience with our children and stuff like that. Is we do want to kind of keep them in a bubble. But like those experiences and that pain and the different things that we can help them to realize the world around them is what really is going to change their life. Not keeping them in a bubble, keeping them safe at all times.
0: Pain's not something. Right. And the
1: quicker they learn, then the better off they will be for down the line that mind candy starts when they're young, not just the developmental ages. Right.
0: Yep. Totally, man. I mean, that's, those are the most impactful periods or moments in your life that really set you on that path in a way. So
1: you train them up.
0: I really am fortunate with the people I had kind of lay my foundations and it always comes mm. from love. Right. At least like when, when you're, yeah. um, I was lucky enough that people around me that really loved me and like wanted to help me, uh, grow. So go ahead though. Yeah. that's perfect. Interrupt your salutogenesis.
1: So
2: That word, salutogenesis, actually means, like, that which gives birth to health, where Mm. most of, like, the medical community is on a pathogenic model. So, I mean, if you think about it, like, why do most of society, like, why do they go to the doctor?
1: They got something wrong.
2: They got something wrong. And so, I mean, if you really think about it, when someone asks you, like, how healthy are you? They aren't really asking how healthy you are. They're asking you how sick you
1: are. Do you have anything wrong?
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're asking you for, like, what, you know, if you've got any diseases, systemic illnesses, gone through any surgeries or whatnot. And so the whole ICPA is kind of just, like, trying to change, you know, the mindset towards health care, right? Mm. want to be health care, not sick care. So right. Pathogenesis. Focuses on diseases and illnesses rather than, you know, the birth
0: of
1: health. Yeah. So. I'm yeah. I mean, Doctor. Yeah. Go ahead. Doctor Nash and I were just talking about that the other day. Is that like?
0: Literally.
1: People want a different form of healthcare as far as payment goes, but our whole healthcare paradigm is not even set up to take care of true health.
0: No. Right. And, and that's the thing, that like salutogenic sol- or- model. People are looking to, or like the pathogenic models, like built around cutting out the darkness, right? Like you cut out darkness, mm. it just is replaced with more darkness. Like there's no, uh,
3: mm.
0: there's no gratification in that, right? So that's where we, that's where our healthcare, or like the way we really view health and healthcare, is much different. Where we really want to put emphasis on that light and uh, not cursing the darkness, but uh, praising the light and really letting your inner light shine to eliminate the darkness, right? So. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the difference in healthcare for us. And, um, last night I was watching this movie, uh, Judah and the Black Messiah, really good on HBO. If anybody uh, has seen it, definitely let me know what your thoughts are on it, but, um. Yo, I'm going to
1: watch that. That sounds interesting. Uh, Judah and the Black Messiah. Huh? Judah and the Black Messiah.
0: Yep. So it's around, it's a story. I don't know if you've heard of him. I mean, everybody should have heard of him by now. I've, I've always heard of him, but I never knew his story to this extent. So it's about Fred Hampton in the 60s and the Black Panther Party. So mm. one of the things around Fred Hampton was, and just, you know, revolutionary minds in general is that they're they're dangerous to people who, to who want the system to stay the way it is and that don't right. want to change. And what they were trying to provide in a way is um, – so for people in oppressed communities, you know, free actual true protection and free healthcare and free support, not charity, but like free, true uh, revolutionary support and, and healthcare. And in a way, uh, what was come across in my mind from that movie was that they were literally trying to set up like free clinics and free hospitals for for people to go to and not, and back then, like, a lot of people of color and a lot of people who not just color literally people who are poor would go to like hospitals and whatnot and leave worse than when they showed up and and why i'm like man like i just wish that like they could have had uh, a chiropractor back then that would like because one of the biggest obstacles for their for their uh hospitals like it's just so expensive to even like get that form of traditional medical care that like they could just like the equipment or like the 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 know-how to like help people with certain things but like if you have a chiropractor like you don't need anything right like all we need is our hands and like our our like I'm just like man that would have been so powerful like um so I'm not going to spoil it you know you go and watch it but that's just uh it was it was like uh man it was just a powerful movie and a powerful message that uh Know, to be a revolutionary mind is is dangerous yeah. but uh, that's how you make change so yeah let me know what you think when you watch it man
1: yeah that sounds sick especially when you talk about those disparities and then how i mean you build that connection because and to lay's point too just like building up the suit of armor you're constantly building up their mind you're constantly building up the the self not the disease that they might have, or the pathology they have, you're building up the power within the light to be able to take out and cut it out on themselves. You know, I don't know, because I'm I'm going through um becoming supernatural by dispenza and he talks about um he kind of talks about that concept too of of uh, like a light wave within them um, to transfer their diseases and different things like that. And while it's hard to think and comprehend it on a grand scheme model, but like in the in the end game, it's because we've been so ingrained to, you know, if something's wrong, take a medicine, or something's wrong, get a surgery instead of, okay, well, let's just wait, you know. Out, let's cut just... it out
0: is their model, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's cool that the ICPA though is kind of like taking that, salutogenic model and at the forefront. Because then, the more you can put that at the forefront, the more we're able to, you know, transform that mindset.
0: It's coming constantly. That's that's coming. That's one of the, uh, in my opinion, that's one of the nice things about, or like one of the actual benefits of having social media and technology nowadays is that. Flip side of the coin, you know, a lot of people focus on like the negative aspects. I mean, I definitely think there's plenty but you also are open to seeing new things and like getting the word out about really beneficial things that you can add into your lifestyle and having different models and different uh just being exposed to different content and experiences is huge so with the salutogenic model that's awesome that's a really good tool for us to like expand that
1: yeah and i remember when you guys put that up on your instagram or something back and i was like wow that's so cool to be able to just—I mean—you keep that as almost like a mission statement, right? In in your care, you're not seeking to remove pathology, but strengthen a suit of armor within the person. Yeah, that's it. I love it. Fire! But man. I was, yeah, fire. What a Sunday. a Sunday on Spines Day.
0: Who knew we were uh talking gospel on here today, man? Like it's a. Uh...
1: We always talk in gospel. I know, you? I know.
0: <laughs> they arrest, right?
1: But they arrest. That's true. Yeah. You know, Taking to
0: church. More of like a. It's more of a day of uh, refreshment, right? Like this is refreshing to like. Mm. It always is refreshing getting to speak my mind and you know, uh, kind of like create a nice mixture of like our own thoughts and put them into Mm. words on a space like this dude and having good guests like this it makes it really fun
1: yeah preach helping us preach the truth breastfeed your kids for five years y'all
0: Longer than five
1: years, get them into gymnastics. That's the
0: average, right? You can go up That's
2: to 10. That's the average. That's crazy. I remember, I like, do. I remember like, abs- oh, so
1: that means that people are above that, like seven to ten seven years. Holy crap me, What do you guys think the average um age people
2: breastfeed in the world is? And I was like, two? <laughs> She's
1: like, you know, see, two. I would have said like six Not months is what, yeah, like based on our current situation here in the U.S.
2: Yeah. I thought two. I was like, that's like a pretty, that's like a pretty old age. Like in my head, that's why I said two. It's five. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. Got a pack of school lunch today, you guys. What do you guys want to trade? What?
1: Oh, best milk. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Could you
0: imagine? Give me Reggie's milk. He's got the. His mom got that best milk. Oh,
1: dude. That's a Everybody so wants Reggie's
0: lunches, man. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh!
0: I bet that,
1: that kid's probably the healthiest kid out there. Though I
0: bet. You know what people are doing nowadays, bro? Uh, not to like get completely off topic, and I know we're pretty much winding down here. But last little thing. So, I I like South Park, man. I think they do like they write a lot of funny, good content. But hey, I know she does. But listen to this. So, uh, they did this episode called. Uh, it was based, on, based around uh, the Spice Melange is what they called it. And um, in the episode, I, I'd never heard it before this episode, but people are like, so it's focused around Tom Brady, of course. I always like focus yeah. on Tom Brady. But in the episode, they literally are trying to get his poop because it makes them healthier. And people are doing that now. People <laughs> are buying healthy yeah. people's poop to like have it implanted into their stomach for their gut microbiome. Dude. I,
2: thought, I thought it was in their record. Wait
0: from
1: from brady's poop
0: i don't and think then. it's from brady i think they use him as like a talking point which they do but like that is a real thing that was like that's like that's going a on.
1: real thing and so, a lot of people probably could benefit
0: and yeah Actually, got wow
1: him. so that gut health so crucial like that. poop implantation
0: that. gates i know you know right. plenty of juicy content for the gut health the gut microbiome
1: oh shoot about to put the gut on blast (laughs) that's good yeah we can talk about that gut man yeah there's all kinds of stuff that come into play within the body man that swiss watch dude i freaking love it
0: hell yeah
1: but never forget the master powerhouse something that can't be replaced that nervous system
0: you know you know where that power comes from Above, yes, down, sir. and it out. ADR? Yep.
1: Oh. Any closing thoughts, Dr. Lay? Go
2: out there and live that salutogenic life.
1: Boom. Up. Oh, that's fire. That's going to be the title. Yep. That's right there.
0: Tagline right there. Tag right there. I I put love on it on a t-shirt.
1: Yep. Get a fire's t-shirt.
0: We're coming. One the is is coming.
1: They're coming. Yep. Cool. Any closing thoughts, Dr. Nash?
0: Do what is meaningful, not expedient. That's my final thought.
1: I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not even gonna follow that up. <laughs> Live life. Sal- how do you salutogenically? There you go. Salutogenically. Salutogenically. Do what is meaningful, not expedient. Is that what yeah, you said? Sir.
0: Boom. Love it. Fire.
1: Six. Fire on a Sunday for Valence Fine's
0: Day. Valence Fine's Day. Hell yeah. From the
1: dynamic Cairo duo of Ames, Iowa, y'all.
0: Fully connection. And intention. And a
1: whole lot of purpose,
0: baby. Whole lot. Whole lot. Extra dosage <laughs> of purpose. Extra dosage yeah. We got triple dose today. Alright,
1: episode six.